0: This is the KOTO Community Radio News for Thursday, November 18th. I'm Matt Hoysh. In today's headlines, preparing for the holidays amid a pandemic surge, supply chain bottlenecks impact winter gear, county considers zoning to allow denser development, and a mountain weather forecast. As people across San Miguel County, Colorado, and the nation gear up for a second COVID holiday season, public health officials are once again asking individuals and families to take caution.
1: The tools are in our toolbox, and they continue to be the same, so be, continue beating a dead horse at this point, um, or hopefully a dead turkey.
0: <laughs> That's Lindsay Mills, public information consultant for San Miguel County. Those tools are, of course, the five commitments. Wash your hands, limit group size, maintain distance, wear a mask, and stay home and get tested if you're sick. And get tested as a precaution if you come home from traveling. Colorado is currently seeing a spike in COVID cases, hospitalizations, and deaths. The worst since last winter, with over 1,500 people hospitalized.
1: There are 75 ICU beds remaining in the entire state, which is the lowest in the entire across the entire pandemic in the state of Colorado. Um, so this this spike and peak that we're seeing in cases across the state is occurring much earlier than anticipated um, and not showing any signs of slowing which is very unfortunate.
0: Mills notes that four out of five people currently hospitalized are unvaccinated. The statewide numbers are alarming But Mills adds the effectiveness of the vaccines allow public health agencies more flexibility in public health orders.
1: This would have put us into the red or even theoretically what was the purple um, because of statewide hospital capacity issues. So now knowing that vaccines have come into play and we're seeing such protection from the vaccines, um, the state and county level and, you know, the the local public health agencies can make decisions based on how protected their county is.
0: San Miguel County has one of the highest vaccination rates in the state. However, Mills cautions residents should still keep their guard up when they travel.
1: Employing your mask procedures in your personal life outside of county is almost more important than in San Miguel County at this time. and it is to protect our unvaccinated population, these 5- to 11-year-olds that are just recently authorized that won't be fully vaccinated you know, for at least another four weeks at this point.
0: Mills encourages everyone who is traveling to check the status of COVID in the area they will be visiting and encourages everyone to get a vaccine or booster. San Miguel County Public Health and the state Public Health Department will hold a number of vaccine and booster clinics over the next several weeks. To find up-to-date vaccine registration, go to sanmiguelcountyco.gov slash coronavirus. Justin Chandler has been having issues getting ski gear. I have never seen anything like it. Chandler is the executive director of the Telluride Ski and Snowboard Club, which supports about 450 kids who do winter sports. Clothing a pretty big deal jackets warm-ups and soft goods even goggles socks things like that base layers for kids those are hard to come by and then obviously equipment too biggest thing is for telluride and for our kids and families is the backcountry equipment big mountain equipment all mountain skiing equipment that stuff the most popular items are the toughest to get right now companies are either late on pro- on some product, late on sizes, not sure when things are arriving. It's a mess. John Miller is the manager at Jagged Edge in Telluride. He says they've been getting items in November that were supposed to ship in April. And when they do come, some shipments only have a third of what they originally ordered. Others are still delayed. Like I've got some, some Nordic boots, for example, that aren't going to ship until March, which doesn't do anybody any good. By now, you've probably guessed this is a bigger problem that goes beyond Telluride.
1: I'm Nick Sargent,
0: president of Snow Sports Industry of America. SIA is a winter sports trade association. Sargent says the same supply chain issues impacting a range of other products are also hitting winter sports gear. Factories that shut down for COVID reopened with a backlog. That delay then gets amplified by worker shortages that slow down everything from unloading shipping containers to trucking the gear. I mean, it just snowballs. And I hate to use the word snowball since we're talking about winter winter sport, but it is kind of apropos. According to Sargent, retailers across the U.S., Europe, and Asia are feeling a similar crunch. Some brands, he says, are trying to get around the bottlenecks by chartering cargo planes. And they're paying sometimes... 9, 10, 11, 12X, what they would pay to ship across water to go over air and then bypass the port and land right at the distribution centers. Still, Sargent thinks it's a bit extreme to call the gear shortage a crisis. He anticipates gear will get onto shelves by January or February, but he also estimates it will be about 10 to 20 percent more expensive. And he thinks it will take a couple of seasons to get manufacturing and distribution entirely back on track. So future gear crunches are also on the table. Maybe not to the extreme that we're seeing it today, right now, but you know there will be a high percentage of bottlenecking that will happen next year at this time and so on. In the meantime, John Miller at Jagged Edge says if you see something you want, go for it. Don't wait. Because especially like Nordic gear is going to be slim again this year. Not as bad as last year, but it's going to sell out fairly quickly. Ski gear is going to run out. Don't hem and haw too much. But also don't, you know, if you don't need new gear, you know, there's there's plenty of ways to, you know, get a good tune and patch a jacket so you can get a new pair of pants and keep the same jacket. Like it's, you know, it's not going to be the end of the world. Over at the Ski and Snowboard Club, Justin Chandler says they've been doing swaps and trying to make it work with the gear they can get. You know, you may have skis that are touch small. You may have skis that could be a touch long. You may have boots that may feel a tad roomy to start the season, or they may be a little snug if you're still in the boot from last year. But, you know, shops can do boot work to make that boot a little bigger. Chandler doesn't think the supply challenges will affect the club's ability to compete this season because, he says everyone is dealing with the same issues. San Miguel County Commissioner, Hillary Cooper, points to three barriers to building affordable housing.
2: Cost of land, cost of infrastructure and county process. So land use codes and
0: um, restrictions on density. Cooper spoke at a Board of County Commissioners meeting this week during a discussion on a way to remove one of those barriers to local development density restrictions.
2: We're looking at uh, development of high density clustered housing for people who live and work within San Miguel County.
0: That's County Planning Director Kay Simonson explaining the purpose statement for a proposed new community housing zone district. It would only be applicable to properties in the R1 school district. The aim, as the name suggests, is to provide housing for people in the community.
2: It's not just affordable housing um, with all its connotations of price and um, affordability. And it's not just strictly workforce housing either, it is for our community.
0: If the new zone district is approved, developers could apply to have parcels rezoned to enable higher density construction of up to 20 units per acre. Though Simonson adds, developers could end up with less than 20.
2: They may not achieve that either through their own design choices or because there is some constraints That, uh, you know, they just can't quite get there, but they definitely have the right to propose
0: it. Most of the units would have to be deed restricted, and the developers, Simonson notes, would be encouraged to be as energy efficient as possible.
2: Net zero is absolutely, totally desired, but we do, of course, have some properties if you get down into canyons where that might not be possible. So it's not mandatory, but it's very strongly encouraged.
0: During discussion, the county commissioners supported additional incentives for net-zero development, including allowing up to 20% of units to be free market and allowing buildings to be taller. The new zone district isn't a free-for-all for for denser development. There would still be the typical review processes, but the aim is to make denser, deed-restricted development a little easier. Still, Cooper acknowledges it's not a silver bullet.
2: There will still be barriers and we will still have to work at it. it. And the way I see it is the governments will have to be involved in, you know, most affordable housing projects from here on out, whether it's some level of subsidy or um, land banking or, you know, whatever it is. So unfortunately, we can't get rid of all those hurdles, but we can certainly partner um, once we get past this one hurdle.
0: Of course, no properties are in the Community Housing Zone District yet, since it doesn't exist. But, if it's approved, developers could apply to rezone property in the R1 District into it. The most appropriate properties, the county notes, are those that can be served by municipal water. The BOCC is slated to hold a joint meeting with the County Planning Commission on Wednesday, December 8th, to discuss the adoption of the new zone district. rivers have rights. The town of Ridgway says yes. Earlier this month, Ridgway Town Council adopted a resolution recognizing the Encompagre River, which runs through town, along with its tributaries and the river watershed, as having fundamental and inalienable rights, including the right to maintain natural flow sufficient in quantity to maintain ecosystem health, and the right to support essential functions within its ecosystems. The resolution is non-binding, so it doesn't create new laws or impact water rights. Rather, Mayor John Clark sees it as an opening to a wider discussion. What it does create is an opportunity for friendly, community-wide conversation, which is so lacking in our world today, about giving nature a voice in our decision-making. One way Clark says he could imagine the river having a voice is through a guardianship committee. County-wide appointed interested parties that could speak up whenever there's an issue that they think that the river needs to be considered more clearly in that decision process." The resolution recognizing the rights of the Encompagre River passed Ridgeway Town Council 5-0 to with one abstention. The Town of Nederland in Boulder County passed a similar resolution for Boulder Creek and its watershed this past July. Off-season is winding to a close at least according to public transit. The gondola will be back up and running starting Friday, November 19th. And that same day, the San Miguel Authority for Regional Transportation will also switch off its off-season schedule and back to regular service. More information on the winter season bus schedule is available at smarttelluride.colorado.gov. Per federal mandate, masks are required on all public transit for anyone two and older. the Sheridan Opera House has released its winter lineup. The season kicks off with a holiday concert series featuring John Oates with Guthrie Trapp on December 27th, Jewel on the 28th, Kiltro on the 29th, and Yonder Mountain String Band closing out the year on the 30th and 31st. Other acts rolling through the Opera House include The Little Smokies, Dirt Wire, Late Night Radio with Motive, Donovan Frankenreiter, Birds of Play, The Band of Heathens and Nikki Bloom, Big Something, The Petty Breakers, a tribute to Tom Petty, Bill and Jillian Nurshey and Island Grass, and Zoso, The Ultimate Led Zeppelin Experience. The season will close with a $1 community night on April 1st featuring Joint Point. More information on the Sheridan Opera House's winter 2021-22 season is available at sheridanoperahouse.com. Colorado lawmakers are advancing five new bills that aim to protect residents from wildfires. KOTO's Scott Franz has more. One would give some homeowners a $625 tax credit if they clear vegetation and take other steps to protect their properties. Another would cover health care expenses for volunteer firefighters. Representative Lisa Cutter of Jefferson County says many of them make big sacrifices.
1: Time away from work, frequently lose their own homes in these dramatic events. So we are trying to expand their ability to recover some of these expenses and also provide um, mental and physical health support for these uh, well firefighters.
0: Other bills would spend millions on forest thinning projects. The measures are among the first bills lawmakers will vote on when they kick off a new session in January. I'm Scott Franz at the State Capitol. The National Weather Service forecast for the western San Juans calls for mostly cloudy skies tonight with a low around 30 degrees. Friday, expect mostly sunny skies with a high around 50 degrees. Friday night should be mostly cloudy with a low in the high 20s. Saturday calls for partly sunny skies with a high in the mid-40s and a 20% chance of snow showers in the afternoon. Saturday night, expect partly cloudy skies with a low around 20 degrees. This has been the news for Thursday, November 18th. Thanks for listening. If you have a story idea or a news tip, call the news team at 970-728-3206. And now, a personal commentary.
1: Hey, how's
2: it going?
3: Pretty great, I just got help enrolling in health insurance from Tri-County Health Network.
2: I'm glad that you got insurance, but why did you need help? Don't you just sign up?
3: I mean, it's like a contract for buying a house. Insurance is basically its own language. Luckily, Tri-County Health Network's health coverage guides speak insurance, and they can help you find the lowest premium.
2: How low can you go?
3: This year, Coloradans are saving an average of 52% more on their monthly premium thanks to the American Rescue Plan. Even if you already have health insurance, you can find a new plan that saves you even more.
2: Oh, that's big! How can I get in touch with them?
3: Contact Tri-County Health Network at 970-708-7096 or Email enrollment at tchnetwork.org. Awesome. I'll hit them up right now.
0: Opinions broadcast over KOTOR, those are the speakers. You are also invited to express your views after the news or on access each weekday at around 4 p.m. If you would like to comment, please contact a staff person here at Codo. We encourage you to speak out on important public issues.